Welcome to Becoming the Vision, where we talk about becoming the man you need to be in order to have the desires of your heart. Here you will learn how to strengthen your mind, develop your body, create an amazing relationship with your family, and ultimately become the man leader you've always desired to be. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Guys, what's going on? It's your boy GB, man. I appreciate you guys for rocking with me another week on Becoming the Vision, where we talk about becoming the man you need to be in order to have the life that you desire, man. And as always, I appreciate you guys' time and attention, but... Uh, man, you know, I just wanted to kind of hop right into today, man, because obviously the mission is to bring down this 51% divorce rate. Um, the reason I'm so adamant about it, man, is because, you know, I, I know a lot of people are very flippant when it comes to marriage these days, but I also know that the destruction that it causes because your boy was almost, um, a huge statistic of that, man. It was, it's so easy to quit. And I think that, a lot of marriages struggle these days because I think the leader, the man, isn't who um, he needs to be. And it was the epiphany that I had, man. I, If you've listened to the show for any amount of time, man, I share how much I struggled with just being a leader. I was the type of guy that I was like, I'm the leader of the family, right? And I have money. And that's basically where it stopped. And I wasn't necessarily nourishing um, the relationship like I should, my marriage. Um, I wasn't necessarily nourishing my relationship with my kids as I should. In my mind, it was always like they like the sacrifices that I make, that the hustle and the grind, you know, growing the business, scaling the business, like they're gonna see eventually, like they'll see, they'll be grateful for it. But the problem is, man, is that so many of so many guys ride that line. And then on top of that, like you ride the line for so long that you just end up pushing away your spouse, you end up pushing away your kids because you have no real relationship, if anything. Your business has become what you idolize. Your business has become literally more important than your family. And it's a sacrifice that I see so many men make. And then it just creates havoc and destruction um, emotionally, physically within the relationship, man. And I was almost a part of that. And the things that I share are to make sure that no other Christian man ever has to go through that, man. Because the hardest thing, man, is that men as a whole, we will take what we're feeling and we will just bottle it up. We will not say shit about it and we'll just roll with it and just tuck it down and we'll just deal with it on our own. And we're not meant to be lone wolves. We're not meant to go through things on our own, but yet here we are, right? Here I was doing the same thing, um, you know, that a lot of you are doing right now. And I did not save my relationship, my marriage, my relationship with my kids, like until I implemented a couple of things that I'm going to share with you. And so, you know, one of the biggest things that I'm going to give you a couple of pieces that help me go from being on the brink of divorce. Um, I've been married for 15 years. Right. And so um, there were some times here, like where we talk about the seven year itch and different things like that, that those things are real. And the reason that they're real, man, is because, you know, each of you are evolving and growing constantly. And the thing, the easiest thing to do is divorce. Like, it's the easiest thing. You say, oh, I'm done with this person. They don't get me. They don't understand. You as a leader, you are failing to acknowledge that, okay, there is growth on both sides. Where are you falling short, right? And it kind of leads me into the first thing that I talk about. Like, if you are looking to save your marriage, right? Because I know none of you want to actually get divorced. It's just because you don't feel that there's another option. You don't feel like you have the answer. But the problem is, is the answer is there and you, it's right inside of you, man. And I want to help you discover that and pull it out. And so... um, to get some to write, you know, write down these notes with men. But the first thing that you are going to have to do in order to save your marriage is that you have to be really raw 
and truthful with yourself. Like I, so many guys and myself included, I used to be so easy on myself, so soft on myself because I was the leader in the company and we were scaling astronomically and we were like everything financially I could, I could want, I could buy. Right. And I was the boss at work and I had organized meetings. I had organized times and I was on it. I was on point in the business, but at home, completely different dude, right? At home, I wasn't fulfilling the promises that I had given my wife as far as like when we got married, as far as to, um, you know, to nurture, to be there, to protect, to provide, to like communication, like all of these different things, right? And what I had to do is you have to be real and raw with yourself. You have to stop and ask yourself because the precursor to all of this, guys, is that nothing in your life is going to change until you change. The reason shit is going bad in your life right now is because you are not yet the man that you need to be in order to have the life that you want, which is why we call it becoming the vision. You have to become the man that has all of these things. It's not the steps. And so the first question that you have to ask yourself is like, in an almost as unbiased as you can, is like, would you follow you? like in the relationship, would you follow you? Like, are you the best husband that you could be? Are you the best father that you could be? And don't bullshit yourself because this is where guys get in trouble. It's like, well, I'm great. And she has these, but I'm doing, and she, right. And this is where almost everybody goes left and where things like you just, you can't, you can't recover from that. Okay. So the first thing is you have to be real and honest with yourself. Where are you falling short? Where are you effing up? Where are you not holding up your end of the bargain? Because I promise you, the only thing that really changed, well, not only thing that changed, but the thing that changed so astronomically in my relationship is when I stopped pointing the finger at her, when I stopped being like, well, she's not doing this and she's, and she's, and, and she makes me mad because it's like, no, it's like, okay, if she's questioning everything that I'm doing, if she's like, if she's second guessing me, it's like, if she's not respecting me, why am, where am I giving her the reason to not respect me? Am I not holding my word to her? If I make a promise, am I actually keeping the promise? Am I actually providing for her, for her, which I was financially, but am I protecting her? Am I protecting not just her, like physically, am I protecting her heart? Does she have, like, am I that dude that she can come to and she can actually lean on and trust? And the answer for a lot of you guys is that you'll find that the answer is usually no which is why she's questioning you at every turn, which is why like you, you feel like you can't lead effectively and you don't know where to go and what to do, right? Maybe your communication is off. You're not a very good communicator, right? We hear women say that all the time, but we're like, what the hell does that mean? Like, think about it, right? Like, and the way that I started to look at it was this, right? If I call myself the leader, hence I'm the quarterback of the team, I'm the general of the army, right? I cannot blame the loss or whatever is going on on the team. I have to take the brunt of that. So if I am not the type of leader that I need to be. Of course, she's not going to follow me. Duh, right? And it's like the biggest epiphany. And so that means that you still have work to do. That means that maybe you're not understanding how to communicate effectively, right? Because like, think of it like if you're a teacher. If you're, if you're a teacher and you have, like I used to teach years ago, right? But if you have students in a class, if you have 20 students in a class, 15 are going to get it automatically without you saying anything. <laughs> like they're just, they're just going to grasp the concept. 17, I mean, not 17, but two more of those are, it's going to take a little bit more time, right? So that gives you 17, but three of them, it's just going to be really hard to get it across to them. But what are you going to say? You're just going to be like, F it. Like they don't get it. Oh, well, right. But that's what you're doing. You're not evolving as a man and as a communicator to figure out how do I actually get my point across to my wife? Where am I, like, how do I communicate better and how do I become a better man for her, right? So the first thing is to be raw and honest with the truth. From there, guys, you also have to look at yourself because most most of you, 
Dude, look at yourself physically. Like, you don't even respect yourself. You don't respect yourself. This is so prominent in businessmen, right? Like, it, it even happened to me. And fitness is, like, my main history, right? But, like, when you start to have a lack of respect for yourself, when you have to start to have a lack of respect of what you put in your mouth, like, you have a lack of respect for your own body, you're not taking care of it. Like, think of you when you are in, say, if you walk into a boardroom, right, you have this meeting and say you have two guys that you're supposed to meet, right? Actually, let's do it like this. Let's say that you needed a CPA for your company, right? And these two guys, skill-wise, they're, they're there where they need to be. They're equal, okay? Um, but one is like 40 to 50 pounds overweight. His clothes are kind of sloppy looking. Um, you can see his stomach kind of sticking over his belt and his suit doesn't necessarily fit right. And then you see this guy, the other guy, who's just as talented, right? And he looks like he physically takes care of himself. He looks like he's in shape. He looks like he has the discipline. His suit is like fitted and he looks nice. Who are you going to go with, right? Now you can say, oh, well, whatever. Like, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that you're gonna go with the guy who has his, like he looks like he has his shit together, Okay, because it is like it's something that we can't get past, man. Like we can't get past it. And, the, and men are notorious for letting themselves fall off once they get married because you get lazy and you start to have a lack of time management and a lack of respect for yourself. So you start to get man boobs. You start to have a belly. You start to have. So, yeah, naturally, you need to improve that side of yourself, too. And the reason I'm so adamant about it is because think about how you feel when you are at your physical peak. Think of how much more clear your mind is right think of how much more confidence you have how much more energy you have how much more vigor you have for freaking life like what what changes in you and then think about how that's going to affect every other area of your life so you have to be raw with yourself you have to be real with yourself brutally honest like if you suck you got to say you suck you can't suck and then not admit that you suck because that's what's going to keep you stuck in the same place because we can all have room for improvement. So if I, I promise you, if you focus on you first, a lot of these things are going to change. So first thing, tell yourself the truth. Second thing, um, you need to improve yourself physically. There's no reason for you to be overweight. There's no reason for you to be out of shape. There's no reason for you as a man to not respect and take care of yourself because just like I gave you the example of the two accountants, right? We have an innate lack of respect for people that have a lack of respect for themselves. It's just what happens. And your wife is looking at you. She has heard you 300 times say, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to fix my life. I'm going to get better. You start and stop, start and stop. Lack of respect. All right. So from there, man, the, the other thing that we want to do is after we tell ourselves the truth, we have to identify what an ideal situation is going to look like. Meaning we have to identify, everybody knows vision boards, right? Like we know that, like, oh, you know, in my wildest dreams, what I, but have you stopped to do that for your marriage? Have you stopped to actually ask yourself, ideally, what would I want my marriage to look like? How do I treat her? How much do we date? Like, what, is, what does it actually look like? What are our conversations look like? Are we having fun all the time? Like, what are we actually doing? You do it for your company all the time which is why your company has grown and scaled and you make the money that you do. Right. Right. It's the same thing that I had, right? It was like, yeah, I'm, I'm scaling the company. Everything's going great. I have the money, but it was a, it was a plan. It was a vision that I had set forth. Like the Bible says, like for a lack of vision, my people perish. This is in life, but this is also in a marriage. Marriages perish literally because there's no freaking vision on what, like you don't even have a vision of what you want it to be. And so how are you actually going to create something that you never even stop to think of or plan? Like you wouldn't go into business with that kind of thought process. You wouldn't say, oh, we're just going to wing it, <laughs> see how things go, right? Like you don't do that, okay? So you need to stop and create an actual strategic like vision on like, what do I actually want my marriage to look like? How do I want her to see me? 
right? Like what, what do I really want this to be? And if you have that vision, then you can start to then reverse engineer and build from it. And so like, you know, when I was struggling and when things weren't going very good for us, um, I realized that I, I didn't have a vision for my wife. I didn't have a vision for my marriage. I didn't, I had a vision for my company, right? Like I knew all the quarterly stuff. I knew all the KPIs that we needed to hit. But I didn't have any KPIs for my, my marriage, man. And I think that the reason that businesses grow and are so, so successful is because you have KPIs that you hit and they're non-negotiable. In your marriage, you have KPIs that you're supposed to hit, but you negotiate them all the time. And this is why, so, why 51% of marriages fail. And so what I want you to do is you need to take that same vision and execution level and you need to apply it to your marriage. And I'm actually going to give you some guys, some things here to work on, guys, some things that help me. But... Um, from there, after you identify what it actually should look like, I want you to understand this, right? And this is a sports analogy because you know your boy loves sports, right? But so many people think, like, it's just like when you watch a football game, the team didn't lose the game in the last play of the game, right? We always, oh, they lost by Hail Mary. Oh, they lost by whatever, a field goal at the last minute. Or they lost because they missed a field goal, whatever it may be. You didn't lose the game on the last play. You lost the game because of the culmination of decisions and, and plays that happened within the game. Like there are a lot of times when I'm watching a game and I'll see like, say if the dude, they're driving towards the end zone and dude fumbles on the one yard line and they, they lose the ball turnover. That just cost them the game. Or that's something that may come back to haunt them. Right now, if you look at the course of your life and the course of the decisions that you've made in your relationship, whether it's I said I was going to be home at a certain time and you didn't, whether it's the promise that you made to your wife and you didn't fulfill it, whether it's like the relationship that you like you said that you were going to hang out with the kids and you didn't or you didn't send the emails and stay locked in at work when you were supposed to. Instead, you were kind of all over the place. So what I'm trying to explain, guys, is that you didn't get to where you're debating divorce by like in the last quarter of the game. This has been the culmination of how you have reacted, how you have communicated, how you have carried yourself throughout the course of however many years you've been together. And because of that, you're going to end up losing the game. And if you lose the game, that means you lose your relationship with your spouse. That means you most likely lose the significant relationship that you can have with your kids. I don't care about any other BS that kind of goes around. It's like, oh, well, we can co-parent. No. Like, think about how much more effective it's going to be if you learn to work it out and not quit when things get hard, right? How much more effective it's going to be for your kids? What kind of environment would you like to have for them? Or are you cool just going passing them off week to week, weekend to weekend? Or would you actually like to be a family unit? Like, is that the legacy that you want to have? You have to establish what it is that you want. For me, it was like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't go, I can't be the guy that, oh, I went through a divorce and now I see my kids every other weekend. Or I see my kids like sp sporadically during the week. Like, because I, I, I quit, because I couldn't solve a problem, because I couldn't lead effectively. That's what, that's what you want, right? And so, and I think that that's what most people are willing to do because, there's no reason a divorce rate should be 50 plus percent unless people are quitters. People are quitters. Like you quit too easily. Sometimes it is good to quit certain things. Like I'm not saying that if there's abuse or anything else like that, but I'm saying from the man's perspective and from the man's side, like you're quitting because you're not developing yourself to where you become the type of leader that your family follows you, that your family, like your family's always going to love you in a way, but like to where they love and respect you because that's ultimately what we want as men. And so if I go back to the sports analogy of like, you did not lose 
your relationship and your marriage in the last play of the game, the last month, the last year. You lost it over the years because you were just fumbling the ball, throwing interceptions, doing shit that you shouldn't supposed to be like you're not supposed to be doing. Hence why you're where you are right now. Okay. And so, but the cool thing is, is that you can start to correct those things. Now, out of all of this, man, the one thing that I want to share with you is that you have to embrace the fact that it's not going to be simple. It's not going to be easy. Well, it's going to be simple, but it's not going to be easy. Right. And, the, and this is what I mean. One of my mentors said, he said, like he was giving an analogy of something that, uh, the person that he was trying to help, they were like, he was like, did you think that this process was going to be easy? And the person was like, no. And he's like, okay, cool. So you believe that the process was actually going to be pretty hard, pretty difficult. And he was like, yes. He's like, okay, cool. So if you already understood that, then this is what hard feels like. So what are you complaining about? You already knew that it was going to be difficult. You already knew that it wasn't going to be as easy as you hoped. And so when you're in the hard shit, this is where you buckle down and you fight for it even more. Like I told my wife when, when we were going through divorce and everything else, I said, babe, this may take you three years. It may take you four years for you to fully trust me, but you will eventually trust me. And I understand that there are going to be times when you doubt me. I'm understanding that there are going to be times when you're upset with me. There are going to be times that like, there are going to be so many times that this shit happens but eventually you'll see because I'm going to stay the course. It doesn't matter to me because I already understand that it's going to be hard. It doesn't mean that I didn't have emotions towards it when we get into arguments. I'm like, oh, is this ever going to work? But it means that I did not change course. I kept doing the little things each and every day that I needed to do until eventually I came out of it, right? And this is what you have to do. A great book about this, man, is... Um, there's actually a couple of books, but one book that I love in particular is called The Slight Edge. And I forgot the, the name of the author but, author, but you can just Google it. It's called The Slight Edge. And basically it talks about our micro decisions that we make every single day. And our micro decisions determine the outcome of what we have in life. And so many times you don't even realize that the little things that you do um, create these huge piles of shit, right? And I think that as men, everything that we do, right? Because if we're, if we're, going to say that we're going to be the leader and we're going to say, follow me wife and I'll protect you. I'll provide for you. I'm going to be that rock. Like, are you that rock? Are you doing everything in the self-development that you should be doing and then giving this new dude to her? Because let's be real, man. If you were everything that you thought you were or thought you or think you are, do you think she'd ever go anywhere? Probably not, bro. Like, Let's say you have money in the bank, you're loving, you're kind, you're patient, you communicate well, you're jacked, you look in shape, like you're giving her crazy good time in the bedroom, if you know what I mean. You're great with the kids. All these, do you think she's going to want to file for divorce? Do you think she's going to want to leave? No, she's not because you're a, fucking, you're a freaking awesome man, right? And she's not going to want to go anywhere. That was, when I go back to telling the truth, that's what I mean. It's like, if you're that much of a catch, I, I promise, like, if you're that much of a catch, she wouldn't want to go anywhere. So for the fact that she is wanting to leave, the fact that she does say, like, you know, there's this distance and she, you know, she's learned to live without you. Like, you know, my wife told me with her and the kids, it's like, we've learned to live without you. Like, if there aren't those deficiencies, they're not going to want to go anywhere. But for the fact that you are contemplating divorce, there are deficiencies. And the only way that you're going to fix that is not looking at her and saying what she needs to fix is fixing the things inside of you and becoming a better man. That is the gist of the whole thing. And so... As always, guys, like if this is something that you feel you would like more help with, what I want you to do is actually visit me on social media, um, GB the Trainer. Um, and underneath my profile, I actually have a free training where I go into more, I go more in depth on how you actually create these changes 
in your life, in your marriage. I'm not a marriage counselor or guru. I'm a you guru, meaning that I help develop you as a man, you as the person. And then because of that, you can then give that man, that person to your spouse and to your children and to your business. And hence, this is how your life gets better. And so you visit me on social media um, and uh, GB the trainer, and there's going to be a free training on there, man. There's no there's no hitches, no nothing. Like you can literally download it, go through the training, man. I open up the whole process on how I've helped hundreds of men just like you recover, man, become that man that you need to be and save your family because ultimately I know that's what you really want. And then from there, you can go to the elitefather.com, the elitefather.com and find out a little bit more about us and how we can actually help you join the brotherhood, man, of other Christian like-minded men who are striving to be rare meaning that we have money, that we have the family, that we have the body, because that's a rare dude. The, the, the common guy is the guy that has the business, that has the money, struggling relationship, completely out of shape, out of touch with everything else. So do you want to be rare? Do you want to be common? Other than that, man, I love you guys to life. Until next week, peace.